from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, Ipswich business confidence improving, house prices surge, cyber security challenges and how COVID continues to shape business models in the future. In this Ipswich Today exclusive, hear the highlights of Top Office Group's Executive Outlook 2021 Local Business Survey. It's Thursday, November 11, 2021, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This week, I caught up with Jan Gadsden in Top Office Group's Ipswich headquarters. It's a little over a year since we last caught up on the podcast. The second survey under COVID and your 13th year of executive outlook. Let's start with overall business confidence. Is it up or down? First, I'd just like to start by thanking all the business leaders that we've interviewed for sharing your insights and wisdom to make this an authentic study of our region. So to answer your question, Alan, there's been a COVID-style sense of start, pick up the pace, step back, go again. But the tide's turning and overall local businesses have rebounded well. So we found 78% of business leaders are optimistic off the back of solid profits and activity. And at the same time though, 22% of leaders are quite concerned about the outlook with good reason. So many businesses are booming. But those that are exposed to the restrictions, supply chain backlogs and policies of the day have have taken a hit. So as such, our findings are almost polarising across the sectors and they're showing a a multi-tier economy. Real estate, I think, is one of the biggest surprises, especially under COVID and with the border closures. What have you found? It's not just residential real estate that's going through the roof, is it? That's right, it's gone bonkers. (laughs) Houses have surged by over 20%. Demands outstripped supply. APRA's trying to cool the market down with the um, bank test just to find out how much debt buyers can service if interest rates rise by 3%. But in our region... Properties are in high demand amongst young couples who can now work from home, interstate migrants and investors, as well as huge scope, I believe, from um, Asian buyers once the borders open. So commercial agents that we interviewed have had 18 consecutive record-breaking months for sales and leasing of retail and industrial in the Western Corridor. And in fact, they they tell us any well-presented listing in a good location selling like hotcakes and we'll never see these values again. That's off the back of record low interest rates and phenomenal interstate migration, which is something like 30,000 people in 2020 and trending up. So the genie's out of the bottle. Um, And that's flowed on to your service providers, Alan, like medical centres, accounting, legal professions, um, retail outlets across the region. And, uh, of course, IT sectors, of course, have powered ahead as well during COVID, leaders being forced to act fast and invest in technology to go remote. And 
just to mention as well that um, some Queensland manufacturers and local supply chains are absolutely thriving and really bringing home that story of local manufacturing. Well, going back to residential, I'm hearing that there is a major tradie shortage which is forcing labour prices up. I know of one well-known builder that's been sending scouts around opposition building sites and offering subcontractors in some cases double what the current builder is paying and those subbies are walking off the job and not finishing it. Oh my goodness, I'm not surprised. I really feel for that builder. (laughs) But, you know, unrealistic salary expectations are quite a hot topic right now. Um, Of course there's no inflation if you believe in the tooth fairy. (laughs) Um, But the pandemic slipped the coin in favour of candidates and some firms are so desperate to fill roles they're throwing crazy money at candidates and multiple incentives like training, bonuses, flexible work. So demand exceeds supply right now. So the chances of finding someone who ticks all the boxes are quite slim. And in this candidate tight market, you're only like, likely really to get a 60 to 70% fit, so the rest comes down to potential and training. So demand for skilled trades is, is intense, Alan. Um, builders, boilermakers, mechanics, electricians, safety roles, technicians across the board. Uh, plumbers are scarce too, but pipes still burst and toilets blocked and hay being carted off on a wave of sewerage is not an option. Another COVID byproduct is the amount of shopping being done online. We're hearing about it all the time in the news and the pressure that's placed on home delivery. Do you think volumes will remain at record levels? Okay, a few dimensions here. So you've got transport, deliveries, logistics sectors all going gangbusters with this mass shift to online sales. I guess Christmas, Black Friday sales on the horizon. Can't really see that changing anytime soon. Australia Post is a shining example with record growth of 15.5% year on year. So the pressure on this delivery sector is intense and even more so with industrial action thrown in there and more sophisticated scams, targeted scams doing the rounds. It's a bit of a worry, but I actually feel for the CBD retailers and cafes and businesses, they've struggled with an absence of shoppers and workers. Um, Overheads don't stop for a pandemic. So if these owners walk away, no landlord wants an empty building and that's a domino effect. So I think the decentralisation of CBDs is noticeable by this drop in foot traffic and businesses, shoppers, tourists, and this has drawn money and investment away from CBDs into the suburbs. Mm, But now we've got 80% of the nation double vaxxed, it might balance the ledger and um, kind of pave the way for our return to in-store shopping to support our retailers. Um, So that will probably balance things off. How important were the government stimulus packages and what kind of economic hangover might be waiting for us down the track? Great question. So these massive injections of stimulus help to drive business confidence and hiring right across the region. So it's buffered our economy and resulted in record profits across many sectors. In fact, our interviews showed that businesses 
our selling at prices never dreamed of, driven by cheap capital and easy access to it. So demand, turnover, profitability are strong across most sectors. However, it's, a, it's really a false paradise that comes with an end date. And then if you read that play, if our two biggest superpowers catch a cold, so do we. So you've got trillions of stimulus dollars that have poured into world economies by central banks, reportedly $834 million per hour. So quantitative easing is back in vogue and there's a view the US will chart this course of inflation to deal with ever-rising debt levels, uh, $29 trillion a lot. It's money you can't even imagine, uh, Jan. Businesses large and small have always faced new challenges. That, that hasn't changed over the, the decades. What have they been telling Executive Outlook were the biggest challenges in 2021? Most striking trends, the nature of challenges across the different sectors, for example, property, retail, professional services are beneficiaries of record low interest rates and phenomenal interstate migration, but not so for your importers and manufacturers battling supply shortages and this explosion in, in raw material costs. So our findings, again, are really bringing home this multi-tier economy. We identified cybersecurity as our number one threat. So cyber attacks and scams have skyrocketed and it's a, bit, it's a battle to, to distinguish these malicious emails from genuine ones. So cybercrime ransomware reports are up 13 and 15% respectively on last financial year and the security experts are calling it a race against the attackers. Now. Our last line of defence is the human brain. Make a judgment call, and if you don't know, ask the experts. So two in three leaders in Executive Outlook cited hiring difficulties, and that's really the common thread. So dealing with new regulations showed up multiple times. That falls back on leaders to develop the new systems to fulfil these obligations. And, we, you know, we get that compliance underpins safety and protects stakeholders, but the issue is the goalposts keep moving. And this one's never far from controversy. Just saying it takes time, resources, diverts, diverts our attention away from growth strategies for leaders. Our housing sector faces a shortage of stock and it's so hard for builders to guarantee contract prices or availability of materials with these persistent global supply challenges and shortages and price hikes. So the timeframes for new homes have been pushed back month after month where prices are locked in, builders are having to absorb those hikes. And this global supply chain misery is impacting um, importers, exporters across the region as well. So they face a perfect storm of uh, freight hikes, industrial disputes, delays, container sh shortages. And what one of our um, participants told us is a 40-foot container pre-COVID cost $500 in shipping freight. The last one cost 13500 in just 18 months, if you're lucky enough to find a space on a ship. So that really is an, an issue. And also some have been caught up with the trade spat 
with China. We're finding um, challenges-wise as well, that trades bounce back for community events and local cafes, but skill shortages again are biting. So are you a, a barista who can work under pressure with people skills? Please apply. <laughs> um, occupancy rates have taken a bit of a hit from the lockdowns with flow-on effects on um, corporate travel. COVID brought the word pivot into popular use. In your survey, have many Ipswich businesses had to change their model of operation? Oh, COVID sure has a lot to answer for. <laughs> 75% of local businesses pivoted in response. So it's been a steep learning curve and it's called on, um, I guess, truckloads of agility and resilience to work with these unusual times. And we found that um, businesses told us They've learned to be less reliant on core business, more focused on new opportunities, adapting to solution selling, um, educating our clients on shifting market dynamics to achieve the outcomes they need, um, training everyone as rainmakers to engage with clients, and really reworking the skills and technology that we need to address this rapid change and embracing more along the lines of digital marketing webinars, things like that. Another big change has been working from home. Do you think this will remain a significant part of running a business as we head into 2022? Uh, yes, definitely. Remote work's helped us combat skill shortages slash travel costs, cut costs. Remote, uh, hiring remotely across Australia is caught on as a way to access a wider talent pool, particularly for those high tech kind of roles. And COVID, it's unleashed a, <laughs> it's unleashed a new type of worker. So they actually like the freedom and independence of this lifestyle and this real pushback on returning to offices. And they claim they get to claim expenses and no commuting and more family time, what's not to love. Mm. So this uh, productivity commission report found that in the last two years we've gone from less than 8% of Australians working from home to 40%. So I think it's inevitable that more people will work from home going forward and we don't need cities for that. So regional housing prices have outpaced the cities. I think I read a net 43,000 Australians have moved to regional areas in 2020 off the back of work from home. At the same time, I think our biggest corporations will still grow their footprint from the CBD. That change is at the workforce level with this shift to blending remote work with a go-to hub in the centre for your teamwork and um, meetings, things like that. So Executive Outlook found that we had 52% of business leaders that have adopted a hybrid model and um, our interviews showed that we've We've shifted from that traditional model to be more agile and productive and um, offering our staff remote work. We're finding they're more engaged, travel less, seem happier and it can be ideal for those deep concentration tasks like projects and reports and audits. At the same time, our conversations expose the limitations. Things like um, our participants telling us flexible works fine for a while, but then productivity 
falls and you're left with the, the same cost and left less productivity. So it can be quite hard to manage and put pressure on those in the office. Some leaders in Executive Outlook have given their staff a choice but found they actually prefer the workplace. Staff prefer to be in the office, productivity is higher, collaborations better, and staff actually value coming back to work and they miss that. They did miss that social interaction. Now, having said that, remote work's vital for retention and we are willing to do whatever it takes to keep our superstars and that really means offering flexible work. Now, Alan, I don't know if you've heard of this great resignation, greener, the grass is greener attitude that's making the headlines now, and it seems to stem from this um, reassessment of life, work, and purpose. So our surveys show that candidates value flexibility, career path, recognition, and leaders with integrity. Money's not everything. But of course, it is up there with oxygen. <laughs> so these candidates right now have multiple job offers on the table and hybrid work can really get them across the line. So businesses do need to be competitive in all these areas. So to get back to your question, I think hybrid works here for the long haul, gaining traction and showing that employees can be more productive I think also for our younger workers, they're more skilled and agile and independent than ever, and they have a lot to offer, and they want choice on when and where they work. So forward-thinking businesses are adapting to these hybrid trends to really secure the skills that, that they're needing. A lot of them have the goal to be in at the office, but work from home when sick or as needed, just as part of that blended approach. Just having those options open. Yeah. What about hiring intentions? Will we see a jump in vacancies as the borders open? Okay. That could go either way when the borders reopen. I'm not sure there. But what we found is that hiring activities strengthen. Roles are turning around really quickly. You're needing to move, move fast on offers. 45% of the firms we interviewed intend to hire more staff. So that's a stable backdrop. 50% um, intend to maintain current numbers and just 5% plan to decrease. So with the borders reopening, the one thing I, I do know is the pandemic's a game changer and it's influenced our lives and careers forever. As the year comes to a close and we approach the second anniversary of COVID in March, what other issues are you hearing from business owners? Just the, these massive injections of COVID stimulus, it, it's obviously helped to drive confidence and investments in the region and buffered the economy. But there are the warnings going forward that it may be this um, false paradise, as we were saying earlier. So I think economic disruptions of ease, but there are still these huge supply chain issues and social political divisions, courtesy of the pandemic. The main issues seem to be these persistent supply chain shortages and rising costs and how this will play out, not just for the businesses impacted, but for the wider economy. Because 
there's no end in the short term, even as ports open and get going again. The backlogs could take six to 12 months to catch up. And the worry with it all is, is inflation and what flows on from that and defaults of loans and businesses cut to the bone because it is inevitable these costs will be passed on to homeowners and consumers. And the question is, are these spikes in inflation temporary or will they last? And if they do last, then purchasing power can plummet very quickly. And finally, Jan, where to from here and what other threats are on the horizon? Okay, just looking at this a little broader, um, the Chamber of Commerce um, Queensland's latest survey found three in five businesses think the economy will contract over the next 12 months. Over half of, of all those businesses reported weaker profits for September. However, all indicators show improvements for the December quarter, so that's welcome news. And in our region, I just believe we have so many unique opportunities. So overall, local businesses have rebounded robustly and 78% are confident about the outlook. But I also see that we're in an incredibly high growth co um, corridor. So I understand, you'd know more about this, but I understand there's around 885 million dollars in development applications with Ipswich City Council right now, which bodes really, really well for the future. As always, Jane, thanks for your time and thanks for chatting with Ipswich today. Thank you, Alan. Very much appreciated. And again, thanks to all the, the local business community for sharing your valuable insights into our 2021 survey and making what it is. Top Office Group was founded in 1989 by Jan and John Gadsden. Jan is also director of SQL Insights. You'll find handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the donate button on the homepage to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music Podcasts, or play Ipswich Today from smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.